Board Rounds, episode 30. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Karen Shackelford from Board Vitals. If you are looking for some more in-depth help on your board prep, whether it's Comlex Level 1 or USMLE Step 1, go to boardvitals.com. Check out their amazing banks that will help you prepare for your board exam. Go to boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off of your purchase. Let's go and jump into today's episode. Karen Shackelford, Dr. Karen Shackelford, back for another board rounds. How are you doing today? Great, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to jump back in and and try to remember everything that I've forgotten about USMLE and medical school and everything else. So what do we have in store today? It it would be a hard test to take. (laughs) Okay. So today I've got some questions um, about respiratory systems. You know, the USMLE is basically divided into body systems, disciplines, Mm -hmm. and then normal or versus abnormal Uh, pathophysiology. So I've got some respiratory. Today we have a 63-year-old man who has a history of sickle cell anemia and alcohol abuse who has really outlived his life expectancy and he presents with four-day history of productive coughing, subjective fevers, and left-sided chest discomfort that worsens with deep breathing. On initial evaluation, his temperature is 39 degrees centigrade or 102.2 Fahrenheit. Blood pressure is 100 over 60 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 103. Respirations are 40 per minute. Lung auscultation reveals ronchi in the left lower lung field, and chest X-ray shows a focal infiltrate in the left lower lobe. The question is, which of the following is most likely to describe the causative organism? And the options are A, gram-negative beta-hemolytic aerobic rod, B, gram-positive alpha-hemolytic diplococcus, C, gram-positive beta-hemolytic coccus, um, D, gram-positive beta-hemolytic diplococcus, and E, gram-negative bacillus. Oh, um, so... <laughs> I think microbiology, (laughs) microbiology, which it's funny going back to my med school years, I think microbiology was my absolute least favorite subject of medical school. And probably because it was the least favorite was the the worst for me to remember and study and everything else. So, Mm -hmm. um, so obviously we're dealing with some sort of, uh, potential pneumonia here. It sounds like, um, uh, and where do we go from there? So three of the answers are gram positive. Two of them are gram negative. Um, so I guess I think community acquired versus aspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That's where I would go first, but yeah. 
So, so based me. on based on community acquired versus aspiration, uh, what would that tell you? So, um, it uh, you know I don't see any risk factor here for aspiration. I mean, alcohol abuse in itself. So, I guess I would say community acquired pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And um, then if you're uh, and then it's got that focal infiltrate in the left lower lobe and um, you know typical history that sounds like community acquired pneumonia to me. What do you think? Yeah, sounds right. So the most common cause of community acquired pneumonia or one of the common causes, what would that be? And then identify it. <laughs> yeah. So. It's um, streptococcus pneumonia, mm-hmm. pneumococcus, is, which is the most common cause of community acquired pneumonia and typically causes that classic lobar infiltrate. Yep. The onset of the illness occurs over a few days and it's associated with productive cough, fevers, and that pleuritic chest pain that localizes to the area of the infiltrate. And factors that increase the risk of pneumococcus include smoking. Alcohol abuse and COPD. Um, also, people who are asplenic are at risk for, as you know, <laughs> infection with encapsulated organisms like pneumococcus. So somebody with sickle cell anemia who is functionally hyposplenic from one would assume at 63, which is really a long lifespan for somebody with sickle cell, uh, they would be functionally hyposplenic from splenic infarction and they would be at an increased risk then for pneumococcus and should should be vaccinated. So pneumococci are microbiologically gram-positive alpha hemolytic bile-soluble catalase-negative diplococci, and they're typically optogen-susceptible. And again, yeah, I agree with you about microbiology. That basically goes back to an algorithm chart that I think they... You essentially memorize for the USMLA step yeah. one. Yeah. And and that, I think um, the worst for me is if I have to memorize it, then I don't like it. If I can understand it, then I like it much better. I agree with you. I, you know, I honestly think this is a tough question, but again, they, they do have microbiology questions, yep. like identification of different um, characteristics of pathogens on the USMLA step one. And I do not envy the, <laughs> the students who are getting ready to take it, but like the incorrect answer, pseudomonas uh, originoso is a gram negative beta hemolytic aerobic rod. And it's a less common cause of community-acquired pneumonia. Do you, uh, you want me to go over the distractors? Yeah, please. Staph aureus is a gram-positive beta-hemolytic coxide. It's very virulent, and it can cause a classic lobar pneumonia. It often, I think you would see this in the setting of um, after uh, influenza or viral pneumonia or secondary to like staph bacteremia. Enterococcus um, fits the description for choice D. It's a gram-positive beta-hemolytic diplococci, mm-hmm. and it rarely causes pneumonia. It's most commonly seen in urinary tract infections, endocarditis, or meningitis. Legionella is the gram-negative bacillus uh, that would come to mind, and it causes an atypical pneumonia. It's, as you know, you probably remember that uh, outbreak 
the early one at a hotel with some uh, veterans convention, but it's typically associated with contaminated water sources in large communal facilities. And it's also associated with hyponatremia and gastrointestinal symptoms. So those would be clues you would probably get on the boards. Mm-hmm. So the answer choice here, if I if I remember correctly, is B, the gram-positive uh, diplococci. It's B, yeah, gram-positive alpha-hemolytic alpha diplococci. Yep. So the chart that I think that most people study, and again, I'm with you. I hate to memorize, but, you know, you, you have your gram-positive cocci, catalase-positive is generally staph, catalase-negative or streptococci, and then you have, um, you know, partial green hemolysis or alpha hemolytic complete hemolysis. And um, these are all the microbiologic tests, but basically I, you know, I think that you do need to remember at least the basic characteristics for the board, whether or not something is catalase positive, obviously gram staining characteristic, uh, aerobic or um, anaerobic. Um, yeah. I, I don't think bowel soluble or insoluble or um, some of the other more specific tests like optogen resistant are that important. I don't think they'll be tested. All right. So there you have it. Another great episode. Give you some ins and outs and hopefully some pearls of wisdom that you can get on your walks, your drives, wherever you are listening to this episode. I would love for your feedback. If you can shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Hope you have a great week. See you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.